0: my friends oh I just had a, a huge shock for myself anyway uh, I just did a complete show the show you're about to listen to now I just did it and I realized I never hit the record button I did an entire program to myself oh oh that's a pain well I guess you could say I at a a full dress rehearsal of tonight's show. (laughs) Oh my, that's painful to realize you've got to do it all over again. Well, I'm up to it. If you are, I am. Well, tonight's Gildersleeve show, where is it from, you ask? It's from September 29th, 1949. It's a rather odd show again. as a phonograph record of Harold Perry singing... The Gildersleeve song is going to be offered as a premium. Yep, the song has not been named yet. But uh, Gildersleeve's going to play, I uh, should say, Harold Perry's... Oh, wait a minute. Well, I don't know who's going to play it. One or the other, Harold Perry or Gildy. They're, they're dual split personalities in these programs, apparently. At any anyway, rate, they're going to offer the record that Harold Perry recorded as a premium. Now, this show, more importantly than all that... This show is going to be the very first show where Nurse Milford... Catherine Milford will first be introduced. This will become Gildersleeve's new girlfriend for the foreseeable future. Nurse Milford will be seen, or I should say heard tonight, for the very first time. He's going to meet her by accident. He's going to call a phone number, and there she will be by accidentally calling a phone number. I hope this doesn't mean heartaches by the number for Gildersleeve. Well, here's Bing Crosby to tell you about it.
1: Every day you love me less Each day I love you more Yes, I've got heartaches by the number A love that I can't win But the day that I stop counting That's the day my world will end Heartache number one was when you left me I never knew that I could hurt this way And heartache number two was when you back again. You came back but never meant to stay. Now I've got heartaches by the number, troubles by the score. Every day you love me less, each day I love you more.
2: Yes, I've got
1: heartaches by the number, love that I can't win. But the day that I stop counting, that's the day my world will end. Heartache number three was when you called me And said that you were coming back
3: to stay
1: With hopeful heart I've waited for your knock on the door i waited but you must have lost your way Now I've got heartaches by the number Troubles by the score Every day you love me less Each day I love you more Yes, I've, I've got, got heartaches, heartaches by the number A love that, that I can't, can't win But the day that I stop counting, That's the day my world will end Now I've got
4: heartaches by
1: the number Troubles by the score Every day you love me less Each day I love you more Yes, I've got heartaches by the number A love that I can't win But the day that I stop counting.
0: That's the name my world will end. Yeah, Bing Crosby, he has heartaches by the number. Uh, but I hope that ain't going to be the case for Gildersleeve as he, uh, well, as he just stands by watching them girls go by. <laughs> Remember the song, Music to Watch Girls By. I always like this song. It's a perfect summertime song, actually, especially when you're on the beach and them girls walking by. You just can't help but to follow them with them eyeballs of yours. (laughs) Now, now speaking of meeting, you see, Gildersleeve is going to meet for the very first time. Nurse Milford, who will be his girlfriend for the next couple of years, at least, I know. Uh, He's going to meet her for the very first time, but I wonder if he would have rather gone to Paris, France and met Doris Day. Sitting at a cafe rendezvous. That's what we would have with her. We would meet her at the cafe and have a rendezvous. In Paris, I would walk up to Doris and I would say, hmm, hello. And she, of course, would be impressed and start telling me about our meeting at the cafe rendezvous.
5: At a cafe rendezvous. I was lonely so well Your eyes said dance I wanted to When we danced I heard you mispronounce Je vous adore And after I Kiss, you miss, honors, encore. It was morning in Paris when you said goodbye to me. I was not
2: sad
5: because I. We would surely meet again I know where and when Tonight I'll be waiting there for you At the coffee rendezvous We would, sure.
0: just love being sophisticated when I try to meet a fancy lady like Doris Day. You think she was impressed with my sophisticated moves? Hello, baby! Yeah, I don't know if she was impressed or not. Maybe I should have taken a, a, a more basic approach when you come up to Doris Day, especially when she's sitting there at a cafe rendezvous in Paris. Uh, well, uh, but still... Uh, a more basic approach would be, well, to say that's where I, that's where I meet my girl. And when I meet my girl, I get all excited and I start singing and yelling and making noises, ooh, weird noises, just like the ones you hear. And maybe Doris Day, instead of being impressed with my sophistication, she might be more impressed if I was just Mr. Basic like this and make all them weird noises and all them excited sounds. Oh my... Here are the Hoosier, the Hoosier Hot Shots. (laughs) Oh, I don't know if this is going to impress Doris or not, but we'll give it a try. hot shots they're waiting down by the gate to meet their girl <laughs> down by the gate that's where I meet my girl Now, um, you think it would be possible to meet Doris Day hanging out by a gate you know instead of at that cafe rendezvous maybe she'd just be you know standing by the gate waiting for you to come up and say howdy ma'am <laughs> fancy meeting you here <laughs> Here's the great Bing Crosby. A double shot from Bing right now with Rosemary Clooney. Fancy meeting you here.
5: Didn't I say?
0: Didn't
1: you say? Didn't did we say? Didn't, didn't we say, who say?
6: Didn't you
7: say you were off to China? Fancy meeting you
1: here. Yes, and didn't you just board an ocean liner? Fancy meeting you here Didn't we agree that our affair was too frantic And we both feel good divided by the wide Atlantic
7: Weren't you yachting off the Riviera? With Onassis Fancy meeting you here
1: Was it jolly roaming the Sahara? Dry but laughs Fancy meeting you here If you don't don't think I have have missed your loving, loving, Let's get this cleared here I just think it's fancy meeting you right here
5: Did you say that you enjoyed Alaska?
1: Loved it, loved it Did I get a note from Madagascar?
5: Wrote it! You're
1: a good girl!
5: Didn't we divide our little world into sections?
1: A clean break. But love has sure affected both our senses of directions. Say, tell me something, how did you ever lose that wealthy and that big fat Persian?
7: Wasn't easy
1: (laughs) Fancy meeting you here
7: Did you take that African excursion I blew it Yeah For the local
1: zoo here If you you don't think it's a kick to see ya ya, Let's get this clear, dear From the way my heart is wildly beating
5: What we had is more than worth
1: repeating My arm, girl And And it's more than fancy meeting you right
2: here
0: Yeah, Bing Crosby and Rosemary Clooney. Fancy meeting you here from their album of the same name. (laughs) Yeah, nice album. Really nice. Now, you see, that album was recorded in stereo. So that's why I don't understand why Bing didn't make those other albums he recorded in the 50s in stereo, too. Weird. that's beside the point, because right now, it's time for the Great Gildersleeve. From September 28th, 1949, we're going to hear Gildersleeve meeting nurse Catherine Milford for the very first time, his new girlfriend for the, meet for the next uh, oh, year or two at least. And uh, you're going to hear the Gildersleeve song being offered by, as a premium. And it all happens because Gildersleeve dials a wrong number. Let's listen now to The Great Gildersleeve here on Sounds Like Radio.
8: would you like to win $6,000 in cold cash or any one of the more than 1,300 other cash prizes in Parquet Margarine's great $50,000 Name My Song Contest? It's one of the easiest and most exciting contests in radio, and it's open to listeners in the United States, Canada, and Hawaii. Hear all about it in our next announcement. And now, the great Gildersleeve, brought to you by the makers of Parquet, the margarine millions prefer because it tastes so good. That's P-A-R-K-A-Y. Parquet Margarine, made by Kraft. In case you weren't around last week, the great Gildersleeve has written a song. It's going to be published, too, when he finds a title for it. Yes, the great man is in fine spirits these days, and the house is filled with music. Well, one room of the house anyway.
9: There's an old familiar strain. A haunting refrain that takes me back to days of yore I see a chapel.
2: On the old...
10: Hey, Marge, what, Leroy? Listen to the aquacade. Well, Uncle's happy. Hey, Unc! I'll be out in a minute. I got a title for your song. You have? Yeah, Moon over the bathtub. Leroy?
2: <laughs>
11: Marjorie, you seen my jade tie clip?
2: Well, isn't
10: it up on your dresser? My, you look nice, Unky.
11: Yeah, thank you, my dear.
10: Have you
6: got a date tonight?
11: Not yet, but I will have if Leroy ever gets off the telephone.
6: It's okay, i I'm through.
11: You only talked 42 minutes. What happened? Get disconnected?
6: Now, Peggy had to go to bed
11: That's where you would better be going And don't forget to take your bath, young man
6: Can't I take it in the morning?
11: You're lucky if you have time to put on both shoes in the morning Let alone take a bath <laughs> And don't take that turtle in the tub with you Put on. I mean it, keep your turtle under the bed where turtles belong
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> good night, Aunt. Yeah,
11: good night, my boy Night, Lord Night Oh, where's my book of telephone numbers?
10: Well, you mean you're going to call somebody now for a date tonight?
11: Certainly, why not?
10: Well, golly, Uncle Mort, if a boy called me for a date at the last minute, I wouldn't even speak to him.
11: Well, that's the difference, my dear, between an inexperienced boy and a mature man. The boy is unsure of himself and calls well in advance to play safe. The man, however, being confident and familiar with the workings of the feminine mind, calls on the spur of the moment. Really? Of course. (laughs) Shows he's impetuous and exciting. It implies that if the girl doesn't wish to go, I, poof, he can get a dozen others just like that.
10: You do understand women, don't you, Honky?
11: Well, I wasn't born yesterday, my dear.
10: Well, good night, Uncle Mort.
11: Good night, Margie. Ah, brilliant girl. Now, let's see who I call first. I could call Eve Goodwin. Nothing wrong with dating a schoolteacher on a school night. (laughs) Not home. Wonder what a schoolteacher's doing out on a school night. Well, there's Thelma Bagley... No answer. Where is everybody? Why, George, I'm not going to stay home even if I have to scrape the bottom of the barrel.
12: Judge Hooker speaking.
11: Hello, barrel. I mean, hello, Judge.
12: (laughs) What?
11: (laughs) Uh, What about a game with Pinochle, Horace?
12: Sorry, Gildy, but I've been invited out this evening to learn Canasta. Canasta. Canasta? You know, the card game everybody talks about, but nobody plays. (laughs)
11: Yes, yes. Well, go ahead and play Canasta, Judge. I just thought since I wasn't doing anything this evening... Oh, I'm
12: sorry, Gilda. Had I known you wanted company? All
11: right, Judge. I don't mind sitting at home all alone.
12: We'll get together real soon. I promise.
11: Sure. Real soon.
2: Good
11: night, Gilda. Good night, Judge. Canasta. I'd better watch that old goat. He'll eat the deck. (laughs) Well, I can always go down to the police station and shoot the breeze with Chief Gates. We'll see if he's around. Hello? Huh? Hello? I didn't know the chief had lady cops. Uh, Is this police headquarters?
10: No, this isn't police headquarters.
11: (laughs) Didn't think it was.
10: (laughs) I'm afraid you have the wrong number. Now,
11: wait a minute. What wrong number do I have, madam? Miss... Mrs.?
10: It's not Mrs. It isn't? But you still have the wrong number.
11: But (laughs) she hung up. (laughs) (laughs) And that was the nicest sounding wrong number I ever had. (laughs) No point in calling the chief now. Not after that. Might as well go to bed. Good morning, Bessie.
6: Good morning, Mr. Gildersleeve. My, you're at work early.
11: I had some very urgent matters to attend to this morning.
6: Oh, that reminds me. There was a telephone call for you, Mr. Gildersleeve. I wrote it down here. Where? I think I wrote it down.
11: Well, who was it?
6: Was it Judge Hooker?
11: How should I know?
6: I'm sure it was Judge Hooker. He wants you to call him back.
11: Oh, I haven't time this morning.
6: Or was he going to call you back? Bessie? I'm sure it was one or the other.
11: Yes, yes. Gonna have to do something about that, Bessie. Uh, Oh, let's see. When I got the wrong number, I was calling the police station, Main 123. Her number must be some combination of that. She's bound to be a water customer. Everybody drinks water. (laughs) I'll try 213. If that isn't her number, I'll try... Hold on, Gillersley. I wonder if you should be doing this. You're a grown man. You have a responsible job as a city official. It's entirely possible you're making a fool of yourself. Well, I wouldn't be the first city official who has. (laughs) Still, I can't do it. I'll have to forget last night. It was just one of those enchanted evenings. We're just like those two little birds out there We met on the telephone wire (laughs) Now one of them's flying away across town You'll never see the other one again Oop, he's circling back Look at them They're billing and cooing Where's that telephone? Main,
4: two, one, three. Hello. <laughs> I beg your pardon.
2: Uh,
11: this is Throckmorton P. a City Water Commissioner. Oh. I have uh, been doing a little checking with our subscribers. How's the water pressure out there?
10: Well,
11: it seems to be all right. Any faucets dripping?
10: Yes, I believe there's a couple of them. And, uh, and now that you mention it, there's a leak around the water heater. Oh,
11: we'll have to stop those right away. Can't waste water, you know. <clears throat> we'll be right out. Now, what was the address?
10: 527
11: West Maple. 527 West Maple, eh? Oh, well, thank you very much. Goodbye. Goodbye.
2: <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Bessie? Yes, Mr.
11: Gildersleeve? Bessie, I'm going out for a while. I've got to inspect a heater on Maple Street.
2: A heater?
11: And what a heater. <laughs> yeah, here's the place. Just the kind of house I thought she'd live in. White, with green shutters. Says welcome <laughs> Lucky I dressed up in my blue serge suit this morning I hear footsteps i bet she's more beautiful than her voice Good morning Good morning, I talked to you on the phone I
6: talked to you? Oh, are you from the water department?
11: Well, yes Wrong number again
6: uh, you must be the man who talked to my daughter.
11: Your daughter? Oh, well, I'm uh, Throckmorton P. Gildersleeve, City Water Commissioner.
6: I'm happy to meet you, Mr. Gildersleeve. I'm Mrs. Milford.
11: Mrs. Milford. Well, glad to meet you. Won't you come in? Thank you. Delighted.
6: We've had a dreadful time with the water heater this morning, Mr. Gildersleeve. Do you have your workmen outside?
11: Workman? Um, oh, no. I'm doing this job myself. If your daughter will be kind enough to tell me where the trouble is...
6: Well, uh, just come with me, Mr. Gildersleeve. The kitchen floor is completely flooded. I'm afraid you'll have to use a mop before you can get to the heater.
11: Mop? Well, if your daughter will show me where the mop is...
6: I have the mop right here, Mr. Gildersleeve.
11: Uh, Yes. By the way, where is your daughter? Oh, uh, she had to go to the hospital. The hospital? Oh, my goodness. Nothing serious, I hope. Maternity case. Maternity case?
2: <laughs>
6: she's a registered nurse, Mr. Gildersleeve.
11: A nurse? Oh, well. For a moment, I... Uh, is that her picture on the buffet? Yes, that's my Catherine. Catherine? She's awful pretty, but she looks a little young.
6: Oh, you'd never guess it, Mr. Gildersleeve, but she's 32.
11: Well, I was afraid she'd be too young for me. I beg your pardon. I mean, for 32, she looks very young to me. (laughs) But I guess being around medicines and disinfectants keeps a person looking young.
6: (laughs) Oh, yes, Catherine loves her work. In fact, I think she works too hard. She hasn't had time to meet any new friends since we came to Summerfield. Really?
11: Uh, uh, That's too bad.
6: (laughs) about the only man who's called her was a telephone, Romeo. Had the wrong number last night.
11: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> well,
11: better roll up my pants and get busy with the mop. I'll have everything ship by the time your daughter gets home. Um, <clears throat> by the way, when will your daughter be home?
6: Oh, uh, Catherine should be here in about an hour. How long will you be working back there?
11: About an hour. <laughs> Getting damp back here again Can't sit behind this heater much longer This pilot light is beginning to give me a sunburn
6: (laughs) Oh, Catherine, I'm so glad you're home Oh, Mother
11: Well, she's home at last
6: Did the man ever come to fix the heater? Oh, yes The water commissioner came out himself Oh? And Catherine, he's the nicest man (laughs) Come on, I want you to meet him I'm in. Mr. Gildersleeve. Uh, Yes,
11: Mrs. Milford. This is my daughter, Catherine. Oh, how do you do? Uh, Pardon me while I get from behind this heater. Close quarters.
10: (laughs) I'm very glad to know you, Mr. Gildersleeve. It was so kind of you to come
6: out.
11: Don't mention it. All in the line of duty.
6: Oh, and look at Mr.
11: Gildersleeve's beautiful suit.
6: Rust and
11: dirt all over it. Oh, it's nothing. And
6: there's a big smudge on your nose. Catherine, wipe the suit off Mr. Gildersleeve's nose. Oh, of course. What a shame.
11: Uh, Never mind.
6: (laughs) Catherine will get it off. She's a registered nurse.
10: Hold still, Mr. Gildersleeve.
11: Not with your pretty lace hanky. Oh,
10: it doesn't matter. Mm,
11: nice perfume.
10: Lean a little closer, Mr. Gildersleeve.
6: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Gildersleeve has been so good to us, Captain. I think we should do something nice
11: for him. Oh, that isn't necessary. Uh, just one thing. To be safe, I'd like to come back and check up on the water heater. If you and... and... Catherine are going to be home this evening. Oh, yes. Why don't you have dinner with us? Well, it's all right. I don't want to butt in.
6: Oh, no. We'd love to have you. Wouldn't we, Catherine? Oh, of course. <laughs> See you tonight,
10: Mr. Gildersleeve.
11: Yeah. Toodle-oo, Mrs. Milford.
10: I can't thank you enough for all you've done for us. Certainly you don't do this for everybody in Summerfield.
11: Oh, no. No, indeed.
10: You're very sweet. Of course, I know why you wanted to come back tonight.
11: Oh, you do?
10: Certainly. Every man who comes in the house falls in love with Mother.
2: <laughs> Bye.
9: Mother. <laughs> <laughs>
8: $50,000 in cash prizes. That's what Parquet Margarine will award in five weekly contests for the best title submitted for Gildersleeve's song. He'll sing it later, so have pencil and paper handy. Yes, every week for five weeks, Parquet is awarding four $1,000 cash prizes, $20 $100 cash prizes, 50 dollars cash prizes. cash prizes, and each week's winners become eligible for the extra cash prize of $5,000. That's $6,000 in all to the grand prize winner. Now, you don't need to know a note of music. A single word, just a few at most, may win. Send your name for guilty song together with the red end flap of a package of Parquet Margarine to Parquet Margarine, Box 5167, Chicago 77, Illinois. Free entry blanks with printed contest rules and the words of Gildy's Song are available at your food dealers. Or use a plain piece of paper if you prefer. Be sure to include your own name and address and that of your parquet dealer. Now write down that address. Parquet Margarine, Box 5167, Chicago 77, Illinois. And be sure to include the red end flap of a parquet package. First week's contest ends October 8th, so hurry, your entry may be worth $6,000. Well, the great Gildersleeve took a chance on a long shot and came home a heavy winner. He maneuvered to meet the girl with the intriguing telephone voice.
11: And now he's happily looking forward to an evening with Miss Catherine Milford. Guess I'd better retie this tie. Wish I knew how to tie one of those big knots and still have some tie left. There. Catherine. She'd like that. Catherine. Pretty name. Better tell Bertie I won't be home for dinner. Bertie! Oh, Bertie!
2: You call me, Miss
6: please?
11: Yes, Bertie. I won't be home for dinner tonight.
6: Yes, I know. Oh? You're going to have dinner with Judge Hooker. Why? That judge is the kindest man, Mr. Gilsley. He's been calling here all day to invite you out to dinner. He has? He was so sorry he had to leave you in the lurch last night. He rigged up a fine time for you at the Sons of Summerfield Club.
11: Yeah, Bertie, I'm not having dinner with the judge tonight. You ain't. I happen to have an engagement with a young lady. Yes, sir. I hate to disappoint the judge, but I don't want to disappoint myself either. And Miss Milford.
1: Yes, sir. The judge sure was sorry about leaving you in the
6: lurch last night.
11: I realize that, Bertie.
6: That poor judge. I can see him sitting up there now, staring at a vacant chair.
11: No, Bertie. That
6: poor lonesome man, left in the lurch, just sitting and staring. Please, Bertie. Left in the lurch, just sitting and staring. Bertie. Miss
8: Gilsley, you know why he's just sitting and staring?
2: Yes,
11: Bertie.
8: Because he's left
2: in
11: the lurch. Bertie's right. If I know the judge, that's what he'll be doing, sitting and staring. Uh, Why does the judge have to be so sentimental about his friendships? You'd never understand why I'd rather have dinner with a pretty girl than an old goat. Well, I just can't let him catch me. Hello, Peavy. Hello, Mr. Gallisley. What can I do for you? Well, I want to make a couple of purchases. All right. First, I'll take a couple of your best cigars. Mm, Very well. After dinner smokes for you and the judge, I take it. Oh, no, Peavy. If there's anyone I want to avoid this evening, it's Judge Hooker. Oh? I thought you were having dinner with the judge. Peavy, I'm having dinner with Catherine Milford. She's a registered nurse. The old judge is gonna be pretty disappointed. Oh, for Peavy, I can have dinner with a judge any time, but tonight I've been invited to have dinner with a beautiful girl and her mother. Now, put yourself in my shoes. Wouldn't you rather have dinner with a girl? I don't know. I haven't seen her mother. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that?
12: Good afternoon, gentlemen.
11: Oh, the judge. Peavy, don't tell him I have another date. Oh, hello, Judge. How are you, Judge? Well, just fair. I seem
12: to have a raspy throat. Gildy, I've been looking all over for you.
11: You say you have a sore
12: throat, Judge? Well. Say, you should be home in bed. What? But, Gildy, didn't they tell you at home? I want you to have dinner with me this evening,
11: old friend. Now, Judge, you shouldn't be out in the night air with a cold. Well, let you do this for me. I'm too good a friend. My, my.
12: Now, Gildy, it's really nothing. I'll get a bag of
11: whorehound drops from Peavy. You look a little feverish, Judge. Peavy. Don't you think his face is red? It always is. But, Peavy, you're a druggist. A man shouldn't take chances with a cold, should he? Well, no. Anybody will tell you the place to be when you're sick is in bed.
12: Well, I will admit I don't feel as well as when I came in
11: here. You're a valuable man to the community, Horace. We don't want to lose you. What? Go home, Judge, before it's too late.
12: Well, I hate to welch out of our evening Gilda, but... Under the circumstances, perhaps you'll excuse me.
11: Sure. Go home and go to bed, and tomorrow morning you'll feel fresh and chipper again.
12: Well, I'll go home and go to bed. Gilday, it's nice of you to be so considerate of my health. Don't you think so, Peavy?
11: No, I wouldn't say that. (laughs) What? Peavy minds your own business. plays the piano beautifully, Mrs. Milford.
6: My Catherine is a very talented girl, Mr. Gildersleeve.
11: I guess a registered nurse can do about everything. Very good, Catherine. Thank you. I always enjoy Chopin.
6: But that was Beethoven.
11: (laughs) Beethoven. Well, I always enjoy him, too.
6: (laughs) You seem to know a lot about music, Mr. Gildersleeve.
11: Yes, indeed. In fact, I'm publishing a song I wrote. Really? Yep. I have to have a copy of it right here.
6: Oh, isn't that marvelous, Catherine? What's it called, Mr. Gildersleeve?
11: Well, I haven't got a title for it yet. I've got a lot of people working on that. Why don't you play it for him, Catherine? Well, perhaps she can play it later. We don't want to keep you up, Mrs. Milford.
10: I'd love to play it, Mr. Gildersleeve. Oh? Come over to the piano. You can sing
11: it. Uh, thank you. I wrote the song several years ago, but I've just now started doing something about it. Mr.
9: Gildersleeve? Oh, Oh, yes. There's an old familiar strain A haunting
11: refrain
9: That takes me back to days of yore I see a chapel on the hill Spring's first daffodils Reflected in the mill pond From the shore I recall in memory Two names on a tree Our first kiss in that old canoe And though we drifted far apart This song is in my heart It's a melody of love and you You have a
2: beautiful voice, Mr. (laughs) Gildersleeve.
6: Just imagine, Catherine, our water commissioner is also a talented songwriter.
11: Well, I'm a man of many crafts.
6: (laughs) (laughs) indeed you are. (laughs) Oh, now, children, if you'll excuse me, Mother will run up today.
11: Oh, we'll be delighted to have you stay.
6: Well... uh... But
11: if you think you should go... (laughs) Mother knows
6: best. I really think I should leave you two alone... Catherine is so busy; it isn't often she has a bow. Oh,
2: <laughs> mother! <laughs>
6: hey,
11: good night. Good night. <laughs> good
2: night,
10: mother. Yeah, ta-ta.
11: Bye, George. Catherine, your mother's a wonderful woman.
10: Mother is sweet.
11: Well, she uh, takes after her daughter.
10: Mister Gildersleeve, you're a
11: pixie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
10: <laughs>
11: well. What'll we talk about now?
10: I think I'll go out in the kitchen and get some more
11: coffee. Good idea. Might as well get a lot. Excuse me a moment. <laughs> <laughs> Hurry back. Ah, uh, what a girl. Well, I'll make it up to the judge somehow. But I wouldn't miss a cozy evening with Catherine for anything.
10: Oh, dear. I hope that isn't somebody wanting me to go out on special duty.
11: Yeah, so do I.
10: Hello. Yes. This is Miss Milford. No, I'm not. If it's absolutely necessary, of course, I'll come at once. Hmm. <laughs> Who? Well, just a moment. I'm sorry, Mr. Gildersleeve, but I have to go out on a call. Yeah,
11: so I gathered.
10: I don't know why, Mr. Gildersleeve, but my patient says he wants to talk to you.
11: Me? <laughs> Hello?
2: Hello, Jelie. <Gildy. laughs>
9: Judge Hooker, what a sneaky way to ruin my evening.
8: The Great Gildersleeve will sing the rest of his song in just a minute. Then, you name it, win one of more than 1,300 cash prizes. Take your claim on the grand prize of $5,000 in cash. Send your entry together with the red end flap of a package of Parquet Margarine to Parquet Margarine Box 5167, Chicago 77, Illinois. The contest is open to listeners in the United States, Canada, and Hawaii. The first week's contest ends October 8th, so hurry. Your entry may win up to $6,000 in cash.
6: What a shame Catherine had to go out on a case tonight.
11: Yes, isn't it?
6: Of course, I'm delighted, Mr. Gildersleeve. It isn't often I have a chance to spend an evening with a talented man like you. Me? <laughs> Gracious, a big city official, a songwriter, a singer. I don't suppose you'd sing your song just for me.
11: Well, there is a second chorus if you'd like to hear it. Oh,
6: I'd love to.
11: In my reverie, it seems
9: A summer moonbeams Or fields that wander on and on To where a lane that we called ours Hid among the flowers And welcomed cooling showers Before the dawn There's a lilac trellis gate Where each night we'd wait to breathe the fragrance in the air. And so wherever I may roam, My thoughts will turn to home. For I know that love and you are there.
6: Oh, Mr. Gildersleeve, you wonderful...
11: What did Catherine say about every man falling in love with her mother? i got to watch it. (laughs) Would you like a six-inch vinyl plastic record of my song? You don't need one for the contest, but it's a nice souvenir and having a record to play might inspire prize-winning ideas. If you'd like a record, send 25 cents and the red-end flap of a package of Parquet to the contest address, Parquet Margarine, Box 5167, Chicago 77, Illinois. Then you can hear me sing my song as often as you want to. (laughs) The Great Gildersleeve is played by Harold Perry, and the show is written
8: by Paul West, John Elliott, and Andy White, with music by Jack Meekin. Included in the cast are Walter Tetley, Mary Lee Robb, Lillian Randolph, Earl Ross, and Dick LeGrand. This is Jay Stewart saying goodnight for the Kraft Foods Company, makers of the famous line of Kraft quality food products. Be sure to listen in next Wednesday and every Wednesday for the further adventures of the great Gildersleeve.
1: Your tune for the stars on NBC.
0: From September 28th, 1949. There you have the great Gildersleeve here on Sounds Like Radio. A neat show, I think, as Gildy Meets Nurse Milford. Hmm, I like that. Now, Gildersleeve is singing, a, I should say, Harold Peary is singing a song written by Gildersleeve, but the song has no name. So, Harold Perry singing a song with no name. Now that reminds me of a situation in a Bing Crosby movie, Rhythm on the River. In this movie, Bing Crosby plays a songwriter who writes a song called Goodbye to Love, but the song was never played, never sung. Nobody knows what the song actually sounded like because they never performed it in the movie. It was sort of just a a good title to a song. We'll. Richard Carpenter watched that movie, and that inspired him. He said, I am going to write the song that that movie talked about, Goodbye to Love, and he did too. He wrote it, he presented it to his sister Karen, and the Carpenters went into the recording studio and made history. Here is the great Karen Carpenter to sing one of their biggest hits, Goodbye to Love.
7: Say goodbye
0: have it the carpenters saying goodbye to love i think they dropped the music they forgot the words and now they're just sort of winging it with a bunch of ahs well i'm going to wing it here now because we're going to bring in our next singer crazy come on in i invited crazy guggenheim to join us Hey joe
3: who's that singing in the background
0: well that's the carpenters They forgot the words, though, so I just thought I'd have you come in while they ah and ooh it.
3: Okay, Joe, that sounds like a good idea. I'm anxious to sing my song. What are you going to sing tonight, Crazy? Well, since your show's all about meeting, I thought it'd be a good song to sing Till We Meet Again.
0: You know what? That is a perfect idea, Crazy. Here is Frank Fontaine to sing Till We Meet Again. Thanks, Joe. And now...
3: I'm gonna see you too, yeah.
0: That was nice, Crazy. Thanks, Joe. I hope you liked it. Oh, I did, Crazy. That was nice. Till we meet again. You know, they just don't make singers like you anymore.
3: Uh, That's true, Joe. I guess I'm the best singer you ever heard.
0: Oh, well, uh, yeah. Aren't I,
3: too? not the best singer?
0: Uh, well, sure. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, come on, Crazy. You are a good singer. There's no doubt about that but don't pin me down, please don't pin me down. I thought I might trick you to saying it.
3: <laughs> All
0: right, get out of here, crazy. Well, we, we enjoyed your song, but uh, it's time for you to step out. When you start trying to trick me, it's trying to go. Well, coming up next, we have yeah, M- Cher, you know share from Sonny and Cher. She recorded uh, one or two great songs And I'm going to play one of them here because this kind of goes along with tonight's show. Gildersleeve meeting Miss Milford over the phone. You never know the crazy ways of love. Yeah, there she is. from One of my 45s, actually. (laughs) Yeah, take it, Cher.
7: you like a lot and you fall in love but he loves you not if a flame should start as you hold him near better keep your heart out of danger dear for the way of love And the day may come when you see him go. Then what will you do when it sets you free just the way that you said goodbye to me?
0: Cher, she can belt one out, can't she? Oh, yeah, that comes from a 45 I bought many moons ago. Still sounds nice on the record player, though. Yeah. Cher sang a couple of great songs, and that was one of the great songs she sang. But Cher, you know, I don't know if she ever sang about her grandpa. Uh, maybe she didn't have such a complicated family relationship with her grandpa as Phil Harris. He tells us about, well, phil harris unbelievably or not he is his own grandpa he's going to tell you about it take it phil tell us about that that's weird
4: i met a guy today i knew years ago when he was 23 and he was married to a widow who was as pretty as could be now this widow had a grown-up daughter who had beautiful hair of red and this guy's father fell in love with her and soon the two were wed now this made the guy's dad his son-in-law and changed his very life For his daughter was his mother, cause she was his father's wife. Now, to complicate the matter, even though it brought him joy, he soon became the father of a bouncing baby boy. Now, his little baby then became a brother-in-law to his dad, and so became his uncle, and though that made him very sad, for if the baby was his uncle, then that also made him brother of the widow's grown-up daughter, who, of course, was his stepmother. He's his old grandpa. Now you're catching on. his own grandpa. Well, naturally, it sounds funny, I know, but really it's so. He's his own grandpa. Well, wait a minute, get a load of this. Now, his father's wife then had a son who kept him on the run, so he became his grandchild, for he was his daughter's son. His wife is now his mother's mother, and of course that makes him blue because although she's his wife, she's his grandmother, too. He's his own grandpa. Fun in the living room. He's his own grandpa. Absolutely, it sounds funny, I know, but really it's so. He's his own grandpa. Yeah, but look, get the payoff. Now, if his wife is his grandmother, then he is her grandchild. And every time the guy thinks of it, it nearly drives him wild. For now he has become the strangest case you ever saw. As husband of his grandmother, he's his own grandpa.
0: He's
4: his own grandpa. And loving every minute. He's his own grandpa. Oh, tell me more. It sounds funny, I know. But really it's so. He's his own grandpa. He's his own grandpa.
0: Yeah, Phil Harris and me helping out there at the end. He's his own grandpa. Oh, that's a complicated family situation, I'd say. Oh, oh my! you need a scorecard to keep track of who's your granny and who's your grandpappy, who's your uncle, who's your brother. Oh, I was confused already. We, well, friends, we hope you enjoy tonight's Sounds Like Radio. We heard the September 28th, 1949 episode and a premium of that Harold Peary record of a Gildersleeve song. That's crazy, isn't it? Well, that's still going on on the Gildersleeve show. It's going to continue next week. And sooner or later, we're going to find out who wins that record. You know what I'd like to do? I'd like to try to find that record myself. Maybe I'll apply for the contest and see if I can win it. <laughs> you think so? Uh, you think I have a an in? with gildersleeve because i play his show all the time i don't know anyway it would be an interesting thing if you had the actual record well friends that'll be it for today i am your humble host wishing and hoping yeah for a gildersleeve record (laughs) i don't know if i wish wish and hope for that or not well anyway this is me your humble host saying so long for now we will see you again next time for more sounds like radio Goodbye, everybody.